Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Hacktivist and blockchain expert, Laurie Love fights extradition in Trust Machine, his computer skills a threat to the U.S. government. Tech innovators strike a raw nerve as banks and network, ne- network pundits rush to condemn volatile cryptocurrencies and their underlying blockchain technology. Why are the banks terrified while UNICEF embraces it to help refugee children? We're joined today by award-winning filmmaker Alex Winter as he shows us the, that the proponents of blockchain are already using this technology to change the world, fighting income inequality, refugee crisis, and world hunger. And that is the backstory behind this amazing documentary. I mean, it really is. It will take you out of your comfort zone. It will take you, it will take you to places that you've heard about and wondered about and begin to unpack this this world that we're hurling towards. And the film is called Trust Machine, the Story of Blockchain. Alex Winter, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, boy, it really is a fascinating, um, uh, 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 watching this documentary, whether or not you just want to sit and, and enjoy sort of the ride that you're on while you're watching these different people sort of grapple with these issues and what it means for the world. It's, it's also... It also teases your brain a lot. You really have to be thinking about what the ramifications, the implications of what we're, what this film Trust Machine is about. Is th- did you have a good idea of this is what you were going to, you were approaching this, this subject with that in mind? What was your approach to this subject? Because for a lot of people, blockchain might as well be something that's going on the moon for all a lot of people know and are under, able to understand. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. so, so tell me about your approach to this subject, how you got into it, but also what you had in mind as you were putting this together. Well, um, it's a very good question. You know, how I got into it is I've been in, interested in emerging technologies for a very long time, um, for over 20 years. And, you know, I've, I've made a couple of other films about, um, you know, Internet-based uh, communities or radical uh, di- communities in the information age. I did one about Napster and the rise and fall of Napster um, and all of the, you know, moral and, and ethical implications around that, you know, by way of the two guys who created it and, you know, ran it, the two kids, essentially, who had the very bright kids who had the idea and implemented it regardless of the, um, you know, what they knew was going to be a massive, uh, you know, fallout. Uh, then, I did one called Deep Web about the Silk Road black market, which is you know primarily about the dark net and an anonymous uh, internet-based community um, that is uh, you know multifaceted and up to all kinds of things. So I was uh, approached by Singular DTV and Futurism to do a story about uh, what was going on in the blockchain space, and and my interest in telling this story specifically is was really about the people. Um, involved. It was. It's a very fascinating. You know, the movie really covers uh, time-wise. We're really looking at accelerated rise of uh, speculation and interest around Bitcoin and the blockchain, and then it pops um, 
uh, and a lot of the valuation went away. It didn't mean this world went away. It meant that this, this sort of this crazy moment in time where the whole world for a moment was like, what the heck is this stuff? Uh, we were really able to capture that, which I was very grateful for. Yeah. Um, we really were able, just given the, the time frame of our production, to track that rise and, and pop, which really gives you, I think, a human way into the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because so many people were attracted to the space, and we were really able to focus on them, some very varied uh, human stories, which is... Right. What I mean with TechDocs, I'm never interested in trying to um, spend an hour and a half getting someone to fully understand blockchain and cryptocurrency. I've been in this space for you know ten, eleven years. You know, I only so much understand the math of it. It's, it's not something you can explain quickly. Uh, so I'm much more interested in in conveying the human stakes and motives, uh, and those I do find very compelling. Yeah. Can can I take a crack at it from somebody who knows just knew enough to know that I would be really interested in finding out more? Sure. It, it feels like they they and they you talk they they talk about it in the film uh, that essentially th- this has the potential, and I don't know if that is fully realized, but the potential to prevent fraud in these transactions because of the way that these transactions take place it's a it's it's a traceable and understandable journey of our currency in the best in the best scenario yeah i think that that's absolutely correct it is it is a multifaceted and very complex world right. so there are kind of two Things at, and I'm not going to like bog this down with, with trying to explain away Bitcoin and and blockchain because I it would take us hours and hours and hours. Right, but right. In a nutshell, you know, you essentially have two different aspects. You have cryptocurrency, which you know, every cryptocurrency, a blockchain is basically the ledger for a cryptocurrency. A go. blockchain yeah. is a verifiable ledger that uses very strong math, very strong encryption to be verifiable. So, to your point, yes, you can. You can verify, um, you know, the legitimacy of transactions of all different kinds, which has huge implications, you can imagine, um, across the board of, of, you know, the legal world, copyright, yeah. banking, right. um, you name it. Then you have, uh, you know, the, the cryptocurrencies that are, that are powered by those blockchains. So you can look at something like Bitcoin, and that also has the capability to, um, to be a and I mean capability, because obviously there's a lot of things that stand in the way of this happening, to be a a form of exchange, a currency that would not be uh, controllable by banks or governments. Yeah. And yeah. so there are kind of, you know, there are two very specific issues at play here. And there are very, you know, there are two different camps. There are camps that really believe wholeheartedly in cryptocurrency and don't care so much about the potential of the verifiable ledger that the blockchain is. And then there are people that really believe in the potential of the blockchain and this need for a verifiable ledger and don't care so much about having a currency that is, you know, unregulated and outside of the purview of banks and governments. Yeah, and that, and what I said to you uh, earlier, uh, I believe we said this off mic, that this feels like something that is existential threat to the banking government paradigm that we l- we live in now and i say that having said that it could be viewed as that it's also something that if it's it could be embraced by that same system and and be completely uh adaptable to that system 
Again. Agreed. Okay. Again, yeah. I, I totally agree. That's a hundred percent right. Though honestly, it, you know, if you went to a cryptocurrency convention and said that, they may rip you apart, <laughs> you know, limb from limb, with their bare hands. So there's a lot of people who adamantly don't want that to happen. Right. Um, however, I think the film thematically does make the point that we've things have changed a lot since Bitcoin first showed up, and it was much more of an initially uh, libertarian oriented. Um, uh, technology, you know, with a specific aim of, of upending banks and governments and, and retaining an unregulated uh, 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 underlying basis. Right. I think that the world has changed a lot since 2007, 2008, and then 11 and 12 when it really started to kick off. And now, yes, you're seeing governments beginning to examine it. You know, many of the large banks around the world have, have very robust blockchain divisions within them that are working on using blockchain to help solve some of the just basic problems they have with verification and creating large-scale networks to move money around and to, and to verify contracts and legal issues. So, you know, is it very, is it, are we going to have a revolution? And the movie asked this question, yes. right? Yes, are we going to have a flat-out revolution that completely upends the paradigm, or are we going to have more of a slow um, adoption by the pre-existing systems that, that begin to bring it in and ref- into, into their um, systems, you know, or is there a third option, which we examined, where the whole thing just goes away and literally kind of goes the way of MySpace and, and disappears. Right. And that's really the intersection that we're at right now that the film examines. There you go. Uh, we're, I want to remind our listeners that we are talking about this remarkable documentary called Trust Machine, the story of blockchain, and we're joined today by the director, Alex Winter. And absolutely, everything you said, I completely agree with. And there's, there's you have uh, Rosario Dawson as your narrator in the film, which is terrific. She's a does a great job. It's always good to have a soothing voice when you're talking about a lot of things that could be very upsetting if you don't quite understand them to the degree that, uh, that you should. And then also, I love, I love, listening to smart people. I love watching them. I love being around them. And your film is chock full of people who are really intelligent and really know what they're talking about. Now, obviously, uh, Laurie Love, who is uh, in the film we see, is in the midst of uh, some legal entanglements. Uh, Vinay Gupta, who is another just giant brain, as well as uh, Spiros Michalakis, am I even yep. close on that? Well and, then, done. and and yep. Mark Jeffrey and others. Uh, uh, Laura Shin. These are all very, very smart people talking about it in ways that you can understand. I can understand them, and that's a pretty low bar right there. So if if, <laughs> if so if if uh, if I can, you know that that's good. That's that's a good thing. And and again, I I urge people to check this out because. This, these, if it's not blockchain, if it's not cryptocurrency, this is where we're going. We're going down a road that it, these, these are either seminal events or they are, or they are stepping stones to something else. And we need to understand where, where we're going and why. Agreed. Let, let's talk about some of these human stories. Some, talk about some of your experts and and why you why you landed on on these people. Hmm. Um. You know, to your point. The it's while it's difficult to unpack, like fully unpack and and decipher how these systems work from a technical standpoint, 
there are a lot of really smart people in this space that can explain why they're needed and people are trying to use them to solve. Yeah. And, and so I sought those people. I sought the people that I felt could really, like, that, A, their stories on their own are interesting, like just human stories. Lowry's story is extremely compelling. Yeah. Um, you know, Imogen Heap and what Imogen is doing in London, extremely compelling to me. Yeah. Uh, the type of work in quantum that Spiros is doing, the type of company that Mark Jeffrey is uh, launching, very, very interesting. So... I really felt that if we, if we showed these people, Chris Fabian with UNICEF, you know, World Food Program, the work that they're doing to try to solve problems and to use blockchain-based technology, uh, cryptocurrency to solve certain problems, I felt that the audience would be able to experience, because, you know, because movies are experiential at the end of the day. It's, that's the form of storytelling. It's, you know, we're not trying to teach you things. We're trying to have you experience something. Yeah. Um, and I wanted the audience to really experience this world, like what, this world felt like from the inside. Um, and so I sought people that I felt um, would, would be able to, to, to communicate that and also whose journeys would be relatable in some way. Yeah, and they are. Question about uh, your journey uh, in, in, in this world. Now, you obviously, you alluded to some of the documentaries that you've done about the, the dark web, and, and you've been in this, as you put it, space for a long time. Um, as you sort of put together this documentary how are, how do you feel like we're is there going to be a lot of damage before we get to where we need to go or is there or do you see something uh, uh sort of a, a an open an, a, a door opening for a lot of people in 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 this realm i, I know that's a very vague question i apologize but well, i don't think it is vague i don't think it's vague at all actually i think that that you know there's a lot of confusion um, and uncertainty at the moment. And, you know, there's a real question about the word disruption. You know, what's going to be disrupted? How is it going to be disrupted? And um, I think that, you know, the short answer to your question is both. Okay. You know, a lot of doors are opening. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people are working really hard to solve problems that need to be solved to make the world a better and more functioning place for everyone and everyone moving forward, you know, working class, middle class, and upper class combined, and not just, you know, for the 1%. Um, and then there is going to be a lot of wreckage. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I think that like any um, innovation and evolution, uh, you know, some things survive and some things don't. And we draw this parallel in the film, but, you know, when the Internet really first erupted and the World Wide Web itself, the web erupted, um, you know, everything was .com. It was .com this, .com that. It was similar to the sort of, you know, slapping a blockchain on everything that, that we're experiencing right now. And as we know, I'd say about 90% of those .coms evaporated in the late 90s. They did not survive. They, they, they died. And, but the reality was is doors were opened and things did change. And the world has been radically altered by, um, you know, the use of, of technology um, in, in everyone's world, in the everyday world. So I think it's going to be both. I mean, there will be wreckage and open doors. I have told this story uh, before. Uh, obviously, we haven't had this conversation before this, but there was, uh, a long time ago I was reading some kind of a sci-fi book or magazine or something, and one of the elements of the story was the sort of the struggle between good and evil. 
So yeah. and it, it was an ongoing battle, never to end, right? The, the sort of the forces of good and the forces of evil would constantly be battling. And they came to a kind of a, 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 a truce. And yeah. they, they, they said, we are going to, we will give them the new God of technology to these yeah. people. And we will let them do, because it's a, it's, it's a morally neutral thing. And we yeah. and well we will watch them do what they're going to do. Therefore, it's sort of in the in the in the meaning of the book and or that I was reading, it would it would reveal to God or the devil what human beings really were. Yeah, does that make? Yeah, that's you, interesting. Yeah, and so and so this is again as we go through. I remember when television first came in. I wasn't around when television came in, but this was going to be a window into the world. It was going to change our view of humanity, and oh my God, it was going to be something that would transform the world. Then the you know all these different technologies have come along. <laughs> we have, we haven't quite got there yet. So, yeah. but I love this idea of good and evil. Just saying, screw it. Let's give them this and see what they do with it. And again, I keep coming. This is another example of of what I'm talking about. What are we going to do? Are we going to turn it into a casino? Or are we going to Are we going to feed the world? What are we going to do? So. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think that human beings will do both. <laughs> exactly. They're going to do both. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, this is a fascinating film and a fascinating conversation with you, Alex Winter. For, for Congratulations on this. Uh, really urging people to see this because, again, it is, it is where we're going. Whether you like it or not, in some manner of speaking, this is a window into the world that is, it lies ahead. And uh, it's a beautiful film to watch, and the stories are compelling, and the people in it are interesting, fascinating, intelligent people. So, congrats uh, on Thank the film. Yeah, very much. And let's just quickly plug some screenings that are coming up. Uh, the, it's opening at the uh, New York Cinema Village next Friday, the 26th of October, and will be opening up here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Monica Film Center on November 16th. And you can go to trustmachinefilm.com trustmachinefilm.com to find out all you need to know find out where additional screenings and all the rest of it and uh, I look forward to uh, the reaction from people uh, to this film and um, and to future work from you Alex Winter thank you so much great thank you so much I appreciate it You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.